0: In this ServiceNow podcast, we'll hear from Chris Pope, VP of Innovation at ServiceNow, and Sean Pepper, partner at Deloitte. Welcome to the ServiceNow podcast, where we feature a variety of content and guest speakers to show how to make the world of work work better for people. My name is Alex and I'm your host for this episode. Today, Chris Pope talks to Sean Pepper. Chris and Sean talk about the joint financial services go-to-market strategy, the ecosystem and the benefits to customers. Let's listen in to what they had to say.
1: Everybody, Chris Pope from our innovation team here at ServiceNow. And I am delighted to say that today we are joined by Sean Pepper from our great partner Deloitte. Good morning, Sean.
2: Chris, good morning. How are you? I'm very good. Yourself? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. And thanks for thanks for inviting us to participate.
1: No worries. All good. So we'll keep this uh, as light and breezy as we can. Um, so not long ago, you know, we just completed our knowledge uh, event during which we announced um, several big things, but one of them was our alignment around industry and vertical go to markets, and obviously how we've picked and chosen um, and delighted to partner with the likes of Deloitte um, in those industries, in those verticals, and really how do we get on our path, if you will, uh, to the 10 billion number, which is the big magic number now that we're uh, that we're chasing after. So, um, you know, for you guys and at Deloitte, you've been verticalized for a very long time in terms of your go-to-market, your consulting and your advisory practices and so on. Um, but from a product and a technology side, um, that's a different move. It's a slightly different motion. Um, how do you feel what you guys are doing there sort of aligns with that? And, and why is it a good pairing, I guess?
2: Yeah, a so, good, Chris, I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it's, it's a, very clear evolutionary step for ServiceNow um, you know as, as you have propelled early through the the four billion uh, mark and up, up up now towards the next target um, and look you're right we, we do have a very sharp industry focus but it's not it's not uh, we, we do also have you know account structures and and we also have cross 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 firm capabilities around for example ServiceNow as a technology so we, we do infuse what we learn in different sectors into. Uh, into the industries, but yes, you're right. I mean, I think it's it's really critical for us, for our business, that we're industry focused, and I and I, I absolutely think it's a it's a logical inv- evolution now for um, for ServiceNow. I, I guess um, yeah, when I when I talk to a lot of our our clients um, around ServiceNow, what I've seen a, a lot of over the last couple of years is platform owners largely in it but increasingly in other parts of the business who, who've adopted ServiceNow and, and are really getting value out of it um then seeing the potential for their enterprises and saying we want to take this technology elsewhere we think it gives us great value opportunity elsewhere but then they they struggle to translate that into a conversation that's going to work if they for example try and go into an operation space and and i think i think um what what where this is a, a compelling thing for ServiceNow to do, this, this industry verticalization, is to take an understanding of, uh, let's say, banking and to uh, pre-configure solutions on the platform that then accelerate the conversation when you go into middle and back office, uh, you know, not IT, not HR, uh, within the bank to explain, you know, how, for example, can you can you do payments operations using proper workflow? Um, so, so it's not it's not an unusual conversation for those organisations, but hopefully this will propel uh, and 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 make it more apparent where the value comes f- comes from, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and I and I couldn't agree with you more. And we see that more and more as you know, you have lots of customer conversations, as do I, and it's that shift and that's that move that they're making, if you will, of connecting those disparate systems. It's not about rip and replace necessarily, but what's the outcome? What have we got? in our toolkit or our tool belt if you will to bring these disparate workflows together to get the right outcomes and you know over the last 6 8 10 weeks now you know our team spent a lot of time talking to these customs customers about what they're doing how they're solving some of these challenges and so on but you know in your space particularly you know you and I have spoken a lot previously about financial services you know, what do you see as those major opportunities that as as bad, if you will, this situation has been, you know, it's a compelling event that really is going to spark change and transformation. What do you see as those big opportunities now that if you were, you know, one of those organizations, you've got an op- almost a once in a lifetime to make a significant change or a move and say, you know what, the time is now to do this. What are you hearing from customers that are doing those things? And, you know, what might those outcomes look like?
2: Yeah, and yeah to, to echo that chris i think we we obviously saw several several weeks maybe a couple of months of uh of of recover activities and i think m- most of most enterprises are now deeply in the re- in, in the respond phase and really thinking about their thrive phase you know in other words what what how how do they how do they work in the future market whatever that might be but in in that respond in that respond phase um a, a lot of the barriers have have arguably been certainly questioned if not if not uh, reduced and in some instances torn down, um, but by which I mean the th- the things that would have prevented maybe enterprises thinking differently, um, whether that be fiefdoms or, or or old ways of working or an inability maybe to work remotely. Um, and we, we've seen a lot of change in that space. And, and you're right, this is a generational opportunity now to to to, to capitalise on that and, and reinvent the enterprise. And I think that's very much where service now come comes into play I mean you talk about you know you, you talked about the disparate systems um you know there's the the, the, the notion of service now as a platform of platforms as a connective tissue across the organization I, I sometimes also think of it as a cartilage if you like a cushion that, that can try and um, protect employees customers um from these data-hungry black holes at the enterprise systems of the past <laughs> and actually drive actions and capability across um, what, what historically were functional silos, right? Um, and, and, and I do think that's one of the compelling uh, aspects of ServiceNow as it, as, as, as it I think, is on, on its journey to become a pervasive uh, enterprise technology. Um, how, how's that gonna happen? Well, I think, um, yeah, I think in many, many ways. I think there's an there's an efficiency aspect, obviously. Which is if I can apply the you know the the good old lean process theory of the past and start moving work more efficiently across functions, um, then then clearly there's an efficiency aspect there. But I think uh, as well a trend that we saw um, in Europe, sort of follow following following the trend that we'd seen in the states, the the, the trend of improving experience for employees, um, cushioning me as an employee from how the enterprise Data-hungry systems want to demand data and 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 dictate the way and w- w- the way in which I work. Mm-hmm. Um, ServiceNow, I think, plays a really good role around that. And and uh, you know, we've seen that with CHRO adoption over the last, let's say, two years in in Europe. Um, but I think increasingly across other functions, I think finance are beginning to wake up to it. Let's get off mail. Let's stop using spreadsheets. Let's stop. You know, sending things to one another um, randomly. Let's actually structure workflows, make it repeatable and actually look at the workflows and, and use that to re-engineer our business. Um, if you put that against then a, a knowledge of that industry sector with a compelling service architecture behind it, you start seeing how um, you can take what, what, what's been done, I think, now really pretty well in IT. I think there's still some way to go. Um, but how you can take that from... From, from the IT layer and, and and bringing it across the enterprise, and I think that's a, a, again that's part of what these industry plays is about
1: yeah, absolutely and I think you know a, a part of that is <clears throat> like you say that that proximity almost how the data and the systems are architected often drives how we interact physically and how that function even works to some extent um, when you you sort of think about come together and you know we've seen uh, there's a couple of work with where procurement departments of sort of short circuited or shortcut RFP type processes, because they know what they need to do. They've got their top three or, you know, preferred suppliers. And they've said, you know what, we need to solve this problem. And damn quick, we can't do the traditional 600 question RFP type response, come in, tell us how you're going to solve this problem, you know, whip up the proof of concept almost, and that's, what's gone into production. And there's one particular customer did it in nine days. And that would never have happened. I, I've never seen anything happen in nine days in a function like that. Um, you know, So it's changing that landscape exactly as you said, right? And I think that external pressure and I think you know the phrase you use around supporting you as an employee in the way you work and the way you go about doing your work, um, it's changed. We've lost that proximity of being in a physical building together and the systems we use or that dependency where I could just wander past Sean's office and, hey, can you sign this or can you do this for me? It's gone, right? In that respect, so I think we'll see more and more of that. And and the more we see, I guess this the adoption of those platforms. But also, when is the data truly needed? Just because we've got it doesn't mean we need it when we've got it. And it's kind of you know changing that workflow model and bringing it together. So I think you're right. And well, and it's not just financial services, right? It, it's across the board from retail to um, you know the travel industry. We haven't really seen yet how they're going to come out of this and what this might end up looking like. And, you know, obviously you have a focus on banking, but you know, from a Deloitte standpoint, do you see particular pressures or even transformation happening faster in one area compared to another? Or is it sort of fairly consistent?
2: Um, so, yeah, I think, I think there are elements of consistency um, in, insofar, you know, the, the pressure for efficiency, and let's face it, that's going to grow now. Um, as, 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 we, as we enter into a rather bleak economic landscape um, over the coming, hopefully not too long, but it could be a couple of years. Um, the, the, the pressure for experience I touched on already. I, I do think as well as, 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 as enterprises adopt more digital method and and start moving towards what we call becoming digital and being digital. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, sort of the the digital DNA stuff that we do with MIT Sloan, et cetera. You do see elements that are that are very common, but of course it does it does it does very much depend on sector. And again, that's part of the reason I think for the industry the industry pivot. I mean, THS at the moment, transport, hospitality, and 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 a large portion of the services industries. Are still very much in that recover phase, right? I think I think it's um, uh, it's, it's difficult to see uh, for for, for all of those organisations exactly exactly what their path back is. They're, they're, they're grappling with those things right now, um. But one thing that would be common, you touched on the supply chain element in you know, the procurement element, and, and and look, let's face it, there's no better example than government as to how uh, rec- uh, pr- uh procurement rules were changed drastically, um, at, at, at the at the depth of the crisis. Um, so that so that so that government could respond really rapidly with testing centres and uh, and and improve PPE. I mean, we saw r- really drastic change very quickly. But as you say, we also saw very very rapid solutions. You know, the the service service now is also being used as part of the solution constructs around your know, service management, um, uh, for example, for for you know for for uh, related to testing and and, mm-hmm. and, and other other applications. Um, that supply chain one is a is a common one. Then I think you know we 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 look we you, you'll know that we're we have a GBS business where we just uh, in fact you guys were actively involved with this in our twenty first annual GBS conference here in Europe uh, two weeks ago. Um, supply chains change drastically. You know how how you move things through depots through the big depots into the local depots. Uh, collapsing that whole process, having to reshuffle. The supermarkets had to do it early. We all saw that with the stop, you know, the absence of toilet roll. Um, <laughs> but they've completely reconstructed their their supply chains. Governments have now. And I think as as other businesses come back to the floor, that's a, that that would be a common area, for example, where I think uh, again, I think ServiceNow's got an active part to play in that. Um, because uh, whilst fundamentally a lot of those supply chains are run by large and for highly effective ERPs, you still have to shift work to other functions outside of those that are directly involved in the supply chain. Again, that that ability to act, um, that ability to move work, flow work, um, is, is where I think ServiceNow also comes very actively into play.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I would agree. Now, you know, for us, this verticalization and the dependency on our partners and our ecosystem is... Um, We've been sort of there or thereabouts for a few years, but I think the last 12, 18 months, as David Parsons joined us, uh, and then obviously with Bill arriving in October, who's a massive ecosystem guy from his, you know, if you if you look at any of the history with SAP and what he did there, yeah. um, the relationship between us and our ecosystem, um, you know, is more important and more relevant than it ever been. From a Deloitte side, it would be nice to know or, or understand how You've seen that interaction change, if you will. I mean, and is that in sort of how we show up, how we communicate, how we interact? You know, what has that been like from your standpoint and how we've tried to level up and improve, I guess, the engagement model that we have? You know, doing things like this, I would imagine three years ago, we probably would never have been doing this. Um, but, you know, what does that engagement model now look like? And, and what does it feel like, I guess, from, a, from being someone in that ecosystem?
2: Um, uh, well, I think I think it's uh, it, it, it's changing and improving um, almost on a monthly basis, Chris. Um, you, you know, the, the ServiceNow itself as an organisation is, is very innovative. I mean, the Forbes win a couple of years ago was a very good example of that, right? And but but you're applying the innovation to yourselves too, which is great. Um, I think from our side, we're we're uh, I mean, we're one of the top three customers globally. Uh, we're, we're using the technology we ourselves. <laughs> we're delivering. Yes, we're very, very, very happy with that. We're driving a lot of transformation for ourselves. You know, we've got compelling internal cases where you know one of our major markets reported um, about twelve months ago that they got a three hundred and ninety-six percent return on investment in eighteen months, which is you know staggering, right? Um, and 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 so, so what what we're doing for ourselves and learning for ourselves, I think what, what's great now is it's it's converging more and more as we. As we work together as um, as organisations, you know, e- ecosystem strategy is something that's very important to uh, to Deloitte. Um, we we have been thinking very carefully about it now for uh, five, six, seven years. Certainly, acting on it for a number of years, um, you know, and, and enabling our clients to derive value from an ecosystem and therefore showing that we can be an active part of that ecosystem is important. Um, and I think where where that's where that's really manifesting in our in our day to day relationship with service now at an increasingly rapid pace, is going to market together and solving client problems together, um, collaborating around the industry plays, collaborating around other other areas of innovation as well. I and mean, you know, we 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 had um, this wasn't the first sort of collaboration that we've announced in the market, and I'm absolutely certain it won't be the last. And I'm looking forward to the. To future announcements as well. And I think in real terms, what that then means is um, when, when, our, when our clients are seeking to talk to us, I would hope that more and more it's ServiceNow and Deloitte talking together uh, to show how maybe what we might understand in terms of business transformation um, and, and, and the deep excellence that ServiceNow have in your own technology, obviously, which is becoming increasingly rich uh, and increasingly complex as a platform. Um, we we, we need to bring those two things together. We are bringing those two things together, I think, to serve our clients and your customers better. Now, um, you know, it's it's not always possible to do that. Sometimes our clients and your customers want to keep those processes separate. Um, And it's not to say that, you know, I think ServiceNow has also demonstrated really good business insights uh, increasingly over the last number of years. So, you know, you don't need us to do Mm -hmm. that. But I think when we work together on those things, then I genuinely think we get to the best outcomes um, for our clients. And 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 uh, yeah, I, I think more and more around propositions, more and more understanding around clients, client needs on a sectoral basis, maybe you know on, when it's appropriate specifically around uh, individual clients, and sometimes asked by the client as well. You know, it's not all it's not altogether uncommon for a client to come to us and say. We see a value potential in ServiceNow. How can you, Deloitte, help us help ServiceNow deliver value for us? And that, that's that's often an exciting thing to get involved in.
1: A yeah, and I think, you know, there's nothing better than um, uh, that we talked about previously where, you know, when – when you're engaging with a client and you're talking to a client about you know, the transformation and the change and all those good things, and obviously empowered by ServiceNow or powered by ServiceNow, you're coming from a position where you can say, well, we do it ourselves. We're practitioners ourselves internally. In the same way, you might be there talking to them about you know, changing a supply chain model or even just a simple thing around employee experience and access to services that you need. Because... At this point in time, you're the employee and you've got a problem or you need some help with something, you've got the portal, you've got mobile, you've got all the bits. So the things that you're trying to, if you will, impart on them or the change you're asking them to make, there's nothing better of you coming from almost a position of strength and experience to say, well, I'm not just sort of um, emptily or falsely saying this, that this is a place you could go and be we do it ourselves, we eat our own dog food, or if you will, or drink the champagne, whichever way you look at it, Um, but that you guys are in there as well, going through that change in your organization gives the customer that sort of sense of, well, you know, we can do this as well. And you've got someone talking real stories and from a a position of experience, if you will. And do you find that has helped more, you know, with you guys being obviously in our top three now, where you can talk about the Deloitte stories of how you've done things, how you roll things out. Does that add a little bit more, I guess, weight or credibility to the conversation?
2: Yeah, it does. And I think we, I think we, um, I think we, uh, we can show more, right uh, now, um, because you want, you want the solutions to mature to a point where you're, where you're proud mm-hmm. to show them. So, so um, you know, the, 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 there are a number of solutions that we'll be dropping over the, over the summer for ourselves that uh, I'd be, I'd be very keen to, uh, show and talk about in the market, I and mean, I think it was it was reported in the press recently that that we um, we actually solved our own COVID case management um, uh, using ServiceNow for HR in mm-hmm. two weeks, a two week sprint. Uh, we've actually built on that since for you know uh, the declarations that our employees need to make, so that we can get them back into our offices safely. And let's face it, that's a that's a well being issue, right? Yeah. So it's it's great for for my teams to be able to work with our HR colleagues to get our other colleagues back into the office faster. And those are the sorts of solutions that I think when we're thinking about ourselves as, if you like, client zero, yep. um, Yeah, it gives us the advantage of solving in a comparatively safe environment. Although I would say that Deloitte is a pretty tough client, <laughs> um, but, um, uh, you know, I I do think it's important to do that, but I think there's other there are there's other areas, just to go back to your point about where we where we work well together as organizations. I mean, we're learning a lot from I think the way in which ServiceNow have shown and showcased the tool and the capability, uh, the tools and the capability over the last number of years. You do it really well. I mean, Chris, your own innovation lab and the stuff that you did at Now at Work is a very good example. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, running those lab spaces and showing in real terms, doing Doing create what I call create-a-thons, hackathons maybe the yeah. more common, the common term. Um, learning all of those things, we've got a studio capability that we've built um, uh, since sort of late late last year, where we can sit down and we can we can create proofs of concepts, minimum viable products, um, and increasingly doing that with I think your your own sort of inspired teams and solution consultants, which is something that we're for example talking specifically around the FSI product. How do we do that, and how do we get to build McDermott's 10X by taking those capabilities, fusing them together, and then going faster. Uh, all of those are exciting things that I think um, you know, show how we're going to continue to evolve the way in which we bring, um, I think, value to our, to our clients and customers.
1: Yeah, I apologize. This is live, everybody. The postman just came to my house and you can hear the dog in the background. So there you go. We're working from home. Um, yeah, exactly right. And I'm glad you brought up the experience and things like that because then it, it's alive. It comes to life. People can touch it. They can feel it um, and they experience it. And, they're like, and then they're suddenly like, yeah, this, this, this kind of feels cool. And they can almost then start to justify in their own mind um, where this might work, where it will help them. Um, you know, it's it, it's that sort of experience that you want so that people see it come to life. And it's not a PowerPoint. It's not a marketing document. It's real, right? And, it, and it's product they can touch. Yeah. So, so yeah, if you look at that and then, you know, some of the work that we're doing around FSI, et cetera, together, you know, um, how, you know, the excitement that we see on that, and there's a huge amount of momentum and obviously a huge amount of opportunity to some of those things that people, I don't know, almost take for granted, like the payment operation stuff and um, card pay- processing payments and, um, you know, producing yeah. new cards that we all just sort of pick up the phone and when the machine swallows it and we magically get one and all. You know, not being flippant yeah. about them, but there's probably hundreds if not thousands of those things that occur in the banking industry that are either manually driven, maybe on some sort of legacy platforms, etc. Yeah, that's going to be pretty exciting that you suddenly got this platform kind of under you ready to go and it's really then about finding the problems that that the customers want to solve and then helping them solve them right and whether that like you say it's through a hackathon or a create thon or or bringing it up in that lab studio environment and saying, well this isn't just our the possible this is it this is the possible live that's going to be a pretty exciting place to be
2: yeah yeah it, it is i mean as 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 a lead launch partner around this, I would hope, and I had sort of thought we might do it at the now 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 events in the in the autumn, right? That we might be able to have some sort of lab sessions that we could do those in, but we'll, we'll do them virtually yeah. anyway. And 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 I'd very much like to work with you and your teams on on how that is, in, and and, and uh, Keith Pearson as as he's, as he's getting up speed mm-hmm. as well about what how do we make that real and do it together. But to your point about um, having a platform that's enabled to do that beneath us, I mean. You, you and I both pro- probably remember. Uh, it's, it's five years and ago now. If you can, if you can wow. believe it, that one of our, <laughs> one of your customers, our clients, asked us to show, and we built some, some, some cases around, you know, derivatives, failed trades, and and, and other bits to show how workflow management could add value for their organization. And they were, they were, they were heavily Im- embedded and invested in in ServiceNow as a technology at the time. Um, but it was something we had to build for them and demonstrate for them, and and it took time. Right now, now what we're going to be able to do in, you know, in with with, with the Paris release of the, of this vertical solution, is rock up to our our clients with quite a bit of pre baked and pre configured stuff. Now that's not to say that it's uh it's never as easy as saying look I'll just take it out of the box you can use it. No, no, it's not that easy. But executing and managing a payment in an organization, there's a lot of commonality, and it doesn't really, a lot of that doesn't differentiate a bank from a bank right. or a card processor or an insurance mm-hmm. company. So, so there's a lot of commonality that can be achieved very quickly. And then, of course, the, the effort and the creation can go into yeah the integration to the enterprise systems, and bespoking it very much to the product stacks, you know, etc. cetera. Um, so I would hope that w- what it'll do is help us go faster. Uh, and deliver faster value for our clients, and of course, I know that's something that you, you know ServiceNow are also keen to do fast value is, you know get there as quickly as possible, show real mm-hmm. results. I think the only thing that frustrates me slightly is I'd like to have more out of the box <laughs> faster it's just it's a big investment right, and it takes a lot of time to get it right and and that I think is another thing. I mean you know now X, all of the things that ServiceNow has internally about creating good, robust you know solid um, product is it, 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 that hardening process going through now and it, it just takes time um, but I would hope that we can do more we can innovate more can bring more we'll have more and more um, um, you know uh, core offerings within those products over the ensuing couple of drops so that we can you know, solve not just for banking but other parts of the financial services sector. Yeah
1: exactly no, that's a really good point point. Um, and yeah we, we actually just Friday last week my team completed what we're calling our rumble um, on what we're going to do for now at work around the digital experience and so on. So uh, I'll shoot you uh, some ideas offline uh, about what we're going to do there and potentially how we can uh, we can bring you guys into that as part of it as well, um, which I think would be super cool. Thank you. Um, so I guess, you know, there's a lot going on. There's lots of different things happen. Um, lots of customers have sort of said to us and our team, you know, what are the things we shouldn't be doing? Or what are the lessons learned, if you will? Yeah, I like to turn that on its head to be a little bit more positive and and hopefully have some positive news out there. You know, um, what are the things they should be doing? You know, what does good look like? What, what should they be thinking about, if you will? Um, hindsight's an amazing thing. Um, so, you know, what has gone well where you've worked with some organizations and it's it's maybe you know cut corners in a good way, um, or accelerated some of these activities. Um, you know during this period where we've been laser focused and been able to achieve probably a lot more work and productivity than ever before. You know if there were three things maybe um, that you could sort of impart or share with the audience, what would you think they might be?
2: So I'm going to fall back on our on on, on our our. Uh... Um, digital DNA and other 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 thought pieces, Chris. I mean, I think placing service now at the heart of a digital transformation, which which is it should be playing a key role in that as an enterprise platform. You, you've got to start with leadership and all the facets of leadership, and that includes revising the governance. So there's got to be a clear sense of where, where the leaders, whichever of the C-suite persona we're talking to, or collectively the C-suite. They've they they've got to have a clarity of you know what are we trying to achieve and how 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 do we how do we want to or not just how do we want to get there probably more importantly what what does good look like when we mm-hmm. get there because uh, the how we get there is the sort of thing where where, where we help out right um, so I think that leadership the vision the governance and and governance is a very key topic I think for ServiceNow as a platform over the coming. Of the coming couple of years, getting to right speed governance on the platform so I can protect IT, but at the same time, I can deliver fast impact for HR or business operations or whatever. So, so that governance question, I think, is the first one. Um, second one is to, is to start thinking more like enterprise technologists, stop deploying point solutions and start thinking about why can't I use now mobile? Why can't I create now app? Why can't I leverage the investment I've made in this platform to deliver the impact without going to a a point solution, and I think that is that's very much about building sustainable value. Um, and I think the third part is is start equipping people with 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 the skills. So make make your enterprise tech savvy. Your know, service now, yeah, it is an investment. You have to, you you people have to go on 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 and and certify on 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 product. But actually, it's only a couple of days. And when they come out of that, and they really understand this technology, and they really start applying it to the business solutions, you can go much faster uh, and much further. Um, and 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 so I think that those are the sorts of trends that we're seeing um, making a big in, in, in impact on on just how far you can go and how fast how fast you can travel. If that, if that yeah, works. no,
1: absolutely. It's a lot of it is clarity of vision. What are we doing? Where are we going? and, and why are we doing it? And then. What have we got? Because you know many customers already got some, if not lots of technology, um, and it's not always about just going and procuring the latest gadget or widget or sparkly object. but what is it we're trying to do? What's the outcome we're going to focus on, and then sort of how do you you know move the organization um, to to that sort of um, operating model for want of a better word? And I think you know you mentioned this a little bit earlier in terms of some of the the phases, if you will, that organizations are going through. Um, you know, we hear words like rebuild, innovate, succeed, transition, um, you know, any number of different things. Um, you know, if if you're looking at that C-suite, I know you talked about that new governance model, right? Um, you now got things like workplace anywhere, right, where it, the, the doors are just blown off in that once you've been doing this for as long as we have, it's, it's not a habit. It, it's the way we work now. And, you know, many people have rejigged, if you will your work-life your work balance, you know, with children being at home or not at home, um, the time you get with family now, it's not all just crammed into the weekends. You know, I used to travel a lot. Um, I've quite enjoyed being with my kids during the week, and um, they're not as annoying as maybe I thought they were. Um, actually, they quite like their father now that they get to see him, I guess, right? But, you know, at that sort of C-suite level, you know, what are some of those opportunities and things that you think, you know, that, that they could see and, you know, Again, not just about maybe um, products or services they take to their customers, but as their organization and company, you know, do you re-engineer your organizational models? Are there things you can do now that you're not limited by physical proximity of, you know, the center of London or Canary Wharf or whatever it may be, that you can actually think differently about those agile working models?
2: Yeah, well, well, certainly. I mean, I think I think in the recover phase, we saw a lot of a lot of organisations looking at that that immediate, you know, the contact centre, the how do I get, um, you know, uh, uh, web webcasts or Zooms mm-hmm. or whatever's working, um, and and that was that was the immediate problem. I think what what now becomes apparent is how do I move work around, and and you don't have to be physically located. You know, if you understand who needs to receive something, if you understand who's the agents that are providing that 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 thing product or service uh, and then you're equipping the managers to be able to see that um that that has to become more and more um uh overtly thought about and managed in enterprises because as you said you, you you mentioned it earlier you know i can no longer wander down the c- corridor and talk to somebody in in an aligned unit or a different unit and 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 i don't really want to add to the. Eight, 10, 12 hour Zoomathons that I have as <laughs> my now my working day. I need to be able to solve it some other way, right? And and building that sustainable workflow and understanding how I'm shifting the work around, and being able to track it on dashboard and and look at where the you know where the log jams are. Th- these are all for me pretty compelling service now cases. And 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 um, and I certainly think, I mean, it's it's not something the C-suite's gonna be, you know, directly, they're not gonna you know, have a eureka moment, leap out of their seats and say, oh, I know I, I can solve all this with ServiceNow, but I do think that we can expose and show them what what, what good remote management, case flow, um, you know, knowledge and content, um, and, and increasingly, I think, mobile uh, solutions, not just, you know, laptop and desktop portals, look like powered by ServiceNow. Um, so, so I think, um, I mean, if, if I was talking to the platform owners of ServiceNow within our clients' uh, organisations right now, I'd say this is the best possible time for you to imagine one or two key interventions that you can somehow make the power of the tool apparent to, uh, you know, the sponsors and stakeholders you've been trying to influence and show them it in real terms. Um, and, I, and I do think that's probably around, it, it, it's going to be around managing process queues or it's going to be around um, you know, sh- show them dashboards to show how the work's flowing. Uh, those things are less apparent because we don't have people physically co-located. And I think those things are actually pretty quick to spin up. If, if you know what you're doing you can, and you can, you can get people focused on a couple of sprints, you can get, you can get it up and out yeah, there, right? Yeah,
1: exactly right, exactly right. Um, so we're coming up on time here, Sean. Um, it's been fantastic, insightful as ever. Hopefully, we've imparted some of um, our mutual wisdom um, on our audience and our listeners. Um, so, for me, a massive thank you, uh, the continued partnership. And thank I you. know you do a lot of work with Paul Hardy on our team as well. And he uh, yeah. he raves about the interaction and the sort of momentum, I guess, that we have uh, with the Deloitte team. So, I want to thank you for that. Thank you for being a really good customer as well. Um, and, yeah, we'll be in touch about Now at Work and other events. and um, Stay safe, uh, look after yourself and your family, and I'm sure we'll see you out there again soon.
2: Thank you very much, Chris. And and again, thanks for including us in this. Really excited to see where we're going.
1: Thanks, everybody.
0: For more information about ServiceNow, please visit servicenow.com. This was a podcast for ServiceNow. For more, just search online for ServiceNow Podcasts or head over to servicenow.com.